Good morning, good morning, or good afternoon, or whenever you're listening to this, this is Jeff and John. We're from the other side of the pulpit. I'm Jeff, and he's John. I am. Uh, I'm a preacher, and he's a preacher's kid. And I, I have am. kids of my own, and John has helped me um, throughout the years, uh, giving me a perspective of what it's like to be a preacher's kid, and and that's the reason why we we caught we got. Many reasons why we call these segments the other side of the pulpit is one of them is because John looks was the other side of the pulpit and saw his dad and he gives me a perspective from the other side of the pulpit. Also, he realizes and he want we all need to realize that the man on the other side of the pulpit from you is a man. Is a man. And he is he is just as imperfect as you are. He is a man. And so we call this the other side of the pulpit. And I'm saying a little bit more than I normally say because I'm hoping some people from Reed's Chapel will start listening to this because I've had some of my Reed's Chapel family say, I can't find your, your segment. And so I'm going to start posting these things on the Reed's Chapel um, Facebook page so that people can find it a little easier. And um, maybe you can do it. We try to keep these segments around 30 minutes, so they usually run about 35. But if we tried to keep it at 35, it'd go 45. So It's kind of like speed limit. Yeah, so. It's 45 and you run five over. Okay? Exactly. But me and John talk to ourselves. We don't, we're not talking to you. We're talking amongst ourselves. And this and is we totally just, unrehearsed. And we record it. So John said he's got what we're going to talk about today. And, and so I will find out when you find out. So I'm going to open with prayer and then John's going to give us the thought for the day. Dear Father, thank you so much for this day. Lord, thank you for John and me getting together. Just We just want to study and learn about you and grow stronger. Lord, and anyone that listens to the podcast, Father, we just give them, Just would you just give them the desire to go deeper in your word? Father, we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, John, what is the deep theological question of the day? Well, as you notice, I don't have my book open, right? I notice. I have noticed in the last, within the last six to eight months, a preponderance of evidence of teachings where the majority of what's being taught is leaving out the outcalling of the church. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have I failed? I don't know. I, I don't think you and I have ever talked about that, really. Okay. Okay. Uh, you, I don't. We've never talked about post-trib and pre-trib and mid-trib and the rapture of the church and things like that because right. there's, there's been so much other stuff that we've come across. Yes, absolutely. That we just hadn't got around to it. Right. Uh, and that's not one of those little round things with round to it wrote on it either. Yes. It's, yeah, it's, this, it's just a subject that really hadn't come up. Exactly. Uh and I'm not going to say, Jeff, how do you feel about this? Because number one, I, I don't want this to be about feelings or opinions. Right, certainly. This, this is, this, this is, it's not a discussion. Right. I want to know what the Word of God says. About and, post-trib and pre-trib tra- rapture and, or. In, in saying that, or in, in saying that. My in, failures. In, <laughs> What is it? They say, what was it Jesus said? Don't 
don't go to somebody else uh, and tell them how to get the, the speck out of their eye when you got a whole plank in yours? Yes, yes. Okay, I, I don't have the plank. I got the whole tree the plank yeah, came I, from. Me and you both. Me okay. and you both. Well, in, in, in just kind of a time out, folks, if you hadn't listened to this before, me and John, we just kind of throw things at each other. We're sounding boards and all this. We're not trying to say that we're better than anybody else. And, uh, and we're not trying to say we're right. And, yeah, we're not. We're not saying that the other person's right or wrong in this conversation. We're just we're trying to unravel the word of God so that at the end of the day, we both have a better understanding of God's word, so that we have grown closer to Him and a, and a greater knowledge. And sometimes we we discover things and and have those aha moments, and we just want y'all to. All right. So all right. So. Pre-tribulation, post-tribulation rapture—is that what we're, in, or the outcalling of the, uh, the? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Because see, when you look at the timeline of the Old Testament prophets, most of them come all the way up, and, and they they go on a Jewish perspective of where they were expecting their Messiah to come and set his kingdom up immediately. Yes. Well, Jesus was not that Messiah they were looking for. Why? Because he didn't come in and just bowl over everybody and take over. Right. Right. What did he do? He came to be a suffering servant. Right. And he died on the cross. Right. And he rose again. Yes. Which did not fit into their pharisaical, sadducical idea of what the Messiah was supposed to be. They were looking for a king to come in and just blow everybody down. Right. And take over. Absolutely. That was not Jesus. Correct. Jesus came as the Lamb of God. Number one, he didn't come on his own. He didn't come to die for sinners. Yeah. Which he did. He actually came to. He actually came in obedience to the Father because the Father sent him. Yes. And you see that in John, I believe it's John five thirty eight. I think. Yes. Uh, and I'm not going to look it up, but it's it's in either the fifth or sixth chapter of John where it says, "I didn't come down from heaven to do my own will. I come down to do the will of the Father." Right. Yes. The Father who sent me. And when you go through the four Gospels, you will find out that Jesus, in most cases, said, "I did not come to do my will." This is the will of my Father. Right. Even up in the Garden of Gethsemane, what did He pray? Not my will, but Your will. Father, if Thou wilt, let this cup pass from Me. This is what I want is for this cup to pass from Me. This, this dying on the cross, this taking on the sins of all mankind, it, I know what's coming. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. If you've got any other way, do it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have any other way, then I'll take it. Exactly. Why? Because I'm in obedience to You. Yes. All right. Now, leading up to that, you see, that's in the Jewish prophecy line right there. Correct. When you go back and you start looking at Isaiah, especially like 40 and 53, and you, mm-hmm, you look back mm-hmm. into, into Jeremiah and Ezekiel and all back into those, you see this, this foretelling of the coming Messiah, right? which was Jesus, which they didn't see Jesus as the coming Messiah mm-hmm. because Jesus didn't come in and take over. Right. He came in to do the will of the Father. And what was that? To atone for the sins of mankind. Right. Yes. Well, at that time, mankind did not include to, to, to their teaching, to their law following, mankind did not include Gentiles. Correct. We, we were infidels. We were dogs. Mm-hmm. When they said the word Gentile, which is why there was so much trouble with Jonah going into the, to Nineveh. Nineveh was, they were yeah. pagans. Yeah. But see, they all go back to Abraham. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It goes back to that covenant that God made with them. Right. All right. Here comes Jesus now, right? All right. right. Well, he don't fit into their little program. Okay. Okay. Now we come up to to 
to the book of Acts, which is a transitional book, which most people take doctrine out of, mm-hmm. which you can't take doctrine out of transition. That's like building a house on a floating island. Yeah. That's my opinion. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I understand. Acts is, is it is it's transition. That's why it comes after the Gospels and before uh, the you know the Paul's writings is because and it's it's after it comes after the death of Jesus and and uh-huh. it's transitioning because that's the whole New Testament starts Christianity. Christianity didn't exist in the in the Old Testament. They, nobody got baptized in the Old Testament by the because of the blood of the lamb uh, that's new testament is is really mm-hmm. what was going on and 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 so um though the sacrifices were over with and so you're right the, the book of acts is a transition book and it's, it's a transition it's, it's the acts of the apostles mm-hmm. and, and what they did starting the church mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the church is now started and that's what they're doing um and that's where a, I had a guy tell me one time, he said, he said, uh, um, you got to listen to what Peter says because uh, Jesus gave him the keys to the church. And, um, and I'm sitting there going, but you listen to what the Bible says and you understand what the Bible, but he's, he's like, what Peter says, get, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. And that's what you're supposed to be baptized in the name. If you get baptized in the name of anything else, you're not being baptized because mm-hmm. that's what Peter said. And I said, well, Jesus said, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he said, but Jesus, but Peter, it has the keys. To the, and, but he's mistaken. He is putting so much weight on the fact that he gave the key. They started the church. Mm-hmm. They were the apostles. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's the reason why we're not apostles. We're disciples or Christians, mm-hmm. however you want to put it. But we're not apostles because we don't have the same authority they have. So yes, it is a transitional book. Right. And it teaches us the transition of the disciples going from being disciples to apostles to starting the church to, to having the church the way it is. But where are the Gentiles in that? Paul. <laughs> Right. The Gentiles are, are are falling into that because that's that's when it, it, it transitions from being a Jewish uh, tradition only of, of following the laws and you having to become Jewish, I guess you just say to and, and you had to obey the law, do the sacrifices, yes, and worship in the synagogue, yeah. and so which is where Messianic Jews come in. Yeah, but it, it becomes now a part, a, a thing that's inclusive to everyone, and that's the transition part, isn't it? Which and goes I, right back to Peter, the house of Cornelius. Yes, when Peter was in, in up on the roof praying, and he and, and he was in a vision, he was in a trance. Yes, and what did he see? He saw the sheep coming down from yes. heaven. He said, "Rise, Peter, kill and eat." Mm-hmm. So what did Peter tell him? Now, look, 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 look. This is something that I've been wrestling with for a long time too. Peter heard the voice of God. Mm-hmm. Peter knew it was the voice of God. The voice of God was telling Peter to do something that God told him not to do. Mm-hmm. Which is like state patrol said, okay, you, that's okay, go ahead and run that stop sign. Which I had a driver, you know, when I first took my driver's test. The instructor was, I mean, the, uh, the examiner was over here and said, oh, that's all right, just pull off on the side and go around these people. I'm going, no. Yeah. If I do that, even though you're telling me to, if I do that, you're going to fail me because that, that's part of the law. You can't do that. Yeah. Well, no, it's all right. I'm, I'm letting you have this because I, I got to get hurry up and get me. No, I can't do it. Yeah. Which can't win. It was a long story. Yeah, uh, I, I get it. Yeah. But that goes back to what God was telling Peter. He sent his sheet down. He gave him a sign. He gave him a vision. Three different times it came down. Three different times what Peter told him. You know, nothing unclean's ever went through my lips. 
Mm-hmm. All right, let's fast forward up to when he is in that vision, in that trance, and, and God's telling him, okay, there's going to be a dude coming over here to get you from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When he gets here, you go with him. Yes. Now, what was, so, what was so interesting about that is the dude that was coming to get him was a Gentile. Right. Cornelius, yeah. He was a Cornelius. Uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the servants were sent to pick Peter up. Yes. So, here, go and get Peter. This big, you know, big boisterous mouthing off, uh, stubborn, hard-headed, very opinionated Jew mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who's the head of the apostles, mm-hmm. you know, who's their leader, who they follow kind of sort of, you know, as a human thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go get him and bring him back over here. Mm-hmm. All right, when he when Peter sees that, yeah, when Peter gets the message from the God, from from God, to arise, kill and eat, and Peter says, "No, nothing unclean's ever come across my lips." What did God tell him in that process? What well, I, I have, have cleansed, made. yeah, you do not call common. Mm-hmm. What I have made uncommon, you don't call common. Yes. All right. The message he was giving Peter was, "Here's this dude coming over here from this Gentile's house." Mm-hmm. You get up and go with him because I'm going to give this message to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. They've never had it before up to that point. Right. They had been excluded from any kind of temple worship whatsoever mm-hmm. because they had to court of the Gentiles. Gentiles could only come in so far, but they could not go into the temple. Mm-hmm. That's right. They could worship as Jews. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They could follow the Jewish religion, but they could not enter the sanctuary. They yes. could not enter the holy place of the Jews. Absolutely. All right. Now, now here comes Peter, and he knows all this, and he's now being told to, to violate this, yes. basically. So the first thing, when he comes into the house of Cornelius, what does he say? Actually, you know how it's against the law for a Jew mm-hmm. to be in the house of a Gentile. Mm-hmm. But because I've been shown. That's the first transition that the gospel, that, that, that Christ has come has been delivered to the Gentiles. This is around Acts chapter 10, isn't it? it it's somewhere thereabouts, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm not opening the book now because this, this is a question, this is a, a discussion mm-hmm. thing here. And we'll probably, we might get through it. Okay, good. All right. Now, and, and we're, we're leading up now to the discussion or the question or, or to, the, to the, the, the point of contention of, of what I've been seeing these last couple of three months so strongly coming out more and more and more. But when the Gentiles Mm -hmm. receive the forgiveness Mm -hmm. of the sacrificial lamb, Mm -hmm. when they were able to participate in the blood cleansing lamb, Mm -hmm. That died on the cross, mm-hmm. and we're 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 symbolically talking lamb now, yes, because that was specifically a Jewish thing, yes, for the sacrifice of their sins. Yes. When the Gentiles were able to receive that, it caused quite a stir. Yep. Now that was a mystery. Mm-hmm. Why are you including Gentiles? Why? Because the Jews didn't understand that this Messiah that they had crucified was for everybody. Was for everybody, right? It's for all mankind. Mm-hmm. That's why when they go back into John, and, and what did John say? Behold, the Lamb of God mm-hmm. that takes away the sin of what? The world. Mm-hmm. Mankind. Mm-hmm. Not just the Jews. Right. They didn't see it that way. All right. Now, what has that got to do with the outcalling of the church and the bride of Christ? I know you didn't ask that question, but I'm glad you asked that question. Yeah, I was, I was sitting there going... <laughs> You've unraveled all this stuff. Yeah, well, um, 
when you when you look at this, uh, and a side note to this is a lot of the a lot of people think that's when when uh, they made it where it was you, your God said it was okay to eat all this Anything. other food. Yeah. yeah, but that's not. That, that has nothing to do with yes. it. The, the, the analogy and the, the, the thing that he was telling Peter was the, the Gentiles to this point have been called unclean. Yes. They've been called common. Yes. So it was really, it was about people, not about food. It was, it was a but spiritual people have, thing. People have taken it as literal talking about the food. And I'm going, well, what about, how does it fit in on this if it's literally talking about the food? But it's really literally talking about people not the food so to get that out of the way because if somebody's listening to this they they're probably confused right, right. now and this is a spiritual thing we're yes. talking about not yes. a physical thing correct not not an so, order of work not an order or a legal uh, uh procedure or purpose right this is a spiritual thing we're talking about right so right. but when <clears throat> when this all occurs this is opening the door and then you got paul comes along and he becomes the the uh, he is he becomes the the man that God uses to go to the Gentiles, which is what the Jews in their order in their timeline did not see in their prophecy. Correct. The incoming and the inclusion <clears throat> of the church, the Gentile church, the age of grace, they didn't see this. Now, did they miss it, or did they not? Was it's it not? been veiled to them. Okay. Yes, okay, I got you, I got you. They've been blinded to it because of the hardness of their hearts yes. because they didn't see Jesus coming to be the Savior of mankind. Right. They, saw this, they saw this Messiah coming in to set up their kingdom and the Jewish Which nation, is the very end. Which, is, which actually exactly is coming at the very end. Yes. Well, now... now see, see that I, was, I started... You were on a roll, so I didn't interrupt you, but I started to say... <laughs> I started to say when you said... You were talking about they were looking at him becoming as Messiah, and he was. He came as a, as a sacrificial lamb, and I was and and I was like, yes, he came to start setting up his kingdom as a sacrificial lamb, and that was his mission then mm-hmm. to get that to get that started so that it would be all inclusive for the Gentiles and the Jews for everybody to accept Jesus, so that when he comes back. In the end, he sets up his kingdom. Mm-hmm. So he is the one they're looking for. He just didn't go about doing what, which is a beautiful message within itself. Mm-hmm. Of mm-hmm. We want God to do things the way we want God to do things. But, but at the same time, he doesn't do it the way we, want, we see it done. And so it kind of, a lot of people go, well, I don't believe God because he didn't do what I wanted him to do. But if they would hang on for the ride, they'd realize it's a lot better. A point for me is I wanted I was going on a mission trip. I wanted to go on a mission trip and I was trying to get the money. This is about three or four years ago. And I said, I, I sat down with the people going on the mission. There was going with us. I said, look, I probably ain't going to be able to go because I don't have the money to go. And look, I kid you not, the people sat down and said, well, you need to pray about it because if God wants you to go on this mission trip, you're going to go. I said, I can't see a way for me to go. And they said, and the guy looked at me and said, you don't have to see a way. You just, God has to see the way. I said, okay. I said, you're right. You're absolutely right. I'm glad you got me back in perspective. I'm going to pray that if God wants me to go on this mission trip, that he provides the way. And I'm not going to worry about the how and, and when and why. 
And I want you to know, I kid, no lie, it was probably about two weeks later, three weeks later, somebody came up to me and said, look, I just want to buy your airline ticket to go down there. Mm -hmm. And I went, really? (laughs) Which covered the cost that I didn't have. Mm -hmm. And so... And I know and this person's out of the blue, you know, this is like, like what made you do that? Cause I hadn't talked to anybody else. Mm-hmm. So I asked the folks, I said, did you talk to anybody? And they said, no, we just prayed about it with you. you know. And so I say that to say, we look at why we think we, we put God in a box. It's like Absolutely. the rapture. We got it in our mind. What's going to happen. The, 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 the trumpet's going to sound and we're going to be lifted out. I can argue intelligently with scripture a pre-tribulation rapture and a post-tribulation rapture depends on which one you want me to argue. Mm-hmm. And I can I can give you now now in saying that right okay, there okay okay saying it right there this is where I'm going with this okay that's exactly where we're going okay if you are looking at this thing from a Jewish perspective mm-hmm. from prophecy given to the Jewish people, mm-hmm. completely leaving Gentile church and all this other stuff out, mm-hmm. then what's going to happen? There's going to be a post-trip. Yes. Where Christ will actually come down out of heaven after the tribulation mm-hmm. and set his kingdom up on this earth. Yes. That is the second coming. Yes. What, what what's being what's being contended is that when we as Gentiles, as what's called the church, the bride of Christ, see Christ coming in the air and we're called up to meet him. Mm-hmm. They're discounting that. They say that's not gonna happen. Right. Now why do they say that's not gonna happen? Because I can I can look at it Because and... it's not in their prophetic guidelines. Okay. It's not in their prophetic teaching. Why? Because Jesus is the Messiah that's going to come set up the kingdom for the Jews. Right. The church has not figured into this. Right. Now, See what I'm saying? Yes. And then and you now, look at the book of you, Revelation and it talks about the 144,000. A lot of people think that that's 144,000 people, but that's not. It's 144,000 Jews and it's 12,000 uh, 12, from each tribe. Which, is, which, which a whole other cult has come out of that thinking. Yes. Yes. Right. And, and I call it a cult. Jehovah's Witnesses. It's a cult. Yes. Uh, the, the teaching right now is, and I watched a, a thing, uh, what was the name of it? The Convergence. And yes, I see where they were coming from on this, but the, the whole program entirely left out the rapture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It left, it, it, but it brought into Christ coming back. At his second coming, mm-hmm. there there's a confusion between the rapture, him coming into the air, and us rising up to meet him out of the graves, mm-hmm. and him coming back to set his kingdom up on the earth. Mm-hmm. There's a group that denies he's going to come back in the air and call the church out, and there's going to be an out calling. There's going to be a rapture. Right now, so now I've got some friends of mine who are I consider godly men. And, and and women that you do know we're not we're not going to solve this theological. No, no, no. It, 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 you know when it's going to be solved when it happens. Yes, it, it, and that's like a buddy. Another buddy of mine said he go. He said he said if I'm right, I'm leaving before tribulation. If I'm wrong, I'll be delayed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and he's he goes, but I'll still be in heaven. 
And and the other guy said that this post tribulation guy. He said, "Well, if you're right, I'll be pleasantly surprised. If I'm right for seven years, I'm going to rub it in your face." <laughs> <laughs> Haven't said that. Haven't said that. Okay. Haven't said that. My thought in this process is. Mm-hmm. Once you get to the into the book of Acts, about halfway through it, when Paul comes on the scene and starts taking over, mm-hmm. you start right there and you reach in there and you grab every one of Paul's epistles and rip them out of your Bible. Why is that? Because this is what Paul's talking about. It's about the calling out of the Gentile church. Mm -hmm. It's about the forgiveness of sin. It's about justification by faith in what Mm -hmm. Christ has done on the cross for all mankind, Mm -hmm. not just the the covenant that he made with Abraham. Right. This is one reason that Paul had to defend his apostleship, uh, apostleship so vehemently. This is why every time in a book when Paul starts it, what's one of the first things he says? I, Paul, an apostle. Mm -hmm. I, Paul, an apostle. Mm -hmm. Why? Because this mystery of this grace of God extended to all people through the sacrificial lamb of God, through the death, burial, and resurrection Mm -hmm. was given to Paul as a mystery. It's something that had been hidden from the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. Because God had given, up to this point, He had given every opportunity to His chosen people, to His elect, the opportunity to accept the Christ that He Mm -hmm. sent as their Messiah and as their King. Instead, what did they do? They crucified Him. Mm -hmm. They rejected him. Mm-hmm. That's why we as Gentiles, when we look at the, at the Scripture and it says that Christ sits at the right hand of the Father making intercessions for us, and we get to a, a, a section of Scripture where Stephen was stoned, and what did Stephen see? Jesus standing. Jesus standing. Why was Jesus standing when we see Jesus is sitting? He was standing because what I've always been taught is he was standing because the mission's not over. That's right. He was given the last opportunity to the Jewish people to accept him as Messiah. At that point, he then could come back and set his kingdom up. Mm -hmm. Yes. But what did they do? They completely rejected him at that point. The price had been paid for their sins. Mm Mm-hmm. The price had been paid for the sins of all mankind. Mm-hmm. Had he been able to come back and had they accepted him as their king, mm-hmm. as their Messiah, mm-hmm. then he could have come back, set his kingdom up, and the Gentiles would still have been included mm-hmm. in this. Why? Because he's the king of the world. He can do what he wants to. Absolutely. He's already made the atonement. Yep. He's already made the sacrifice. And how was it done? It was done by faith. Yep. The Gentiles, by faith, could then enter into that promise that he made to his people. Absolutely. And be a part of them. Why? Because price had been paid for. The sins had been covered. The sins had been atoned for. They'd been bought out of the slave market of sin. Death had been conquered. Yeah. 
But see, now they're, they're leaving out the, the, the writings of Paul and just coming from that timeline to where now what they're waiting on is their Messiah to come back set, set the kingdom up. Mm-hmm. They're not calling the church out as the bride. You, you see where I'm mm-hmm. going with that? And it, it, it bothers me because they're leaving this out. All right, so if they're, if they're not calling out the church, calling out the church as the bride... He is going to set up his kingdom, and it's going to be at the end of the tribulation. It's going to be at the end of the tribulation. It's going to be at the end of the thousand year reign. His, his actual physical putting my feet back down on this earth will be at the end of the tribulation. Yes. And what, now, what about the millennial reign? Is it going to be That's going to start at that point and go forward. Then, then when the, the new heaven and the new earth comes in, then he's going to cleanse the earth. That's where the new kingdom is going to be set completely up. That's where the new heaven is going to be. This earth will be back like it was when it was first created perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's where we'll live forever from that point. Mm-hmm. After that millennial reign. Why? Because Israel's got to reign over the whole earth. Mm-hmm. There's got to be that kingdom established. That kingdom is not going to be established until yeah. the king comes back. Yeah. Physically comes back. See, and... and uh... <clears throat> Me and Madison got into a discussion one time when she was in high school, and you and I had been discussing it too. And it's like she <laughs> she made the mistake of saying, "What are you thinking?" or something like that. And I said, "You really don't want to know." And uh, she goes, "Yes, I do." And I said, "Was was mankind created because because um, God had to show His authority over Satan?" Ooh. And, I, and she's like, Dad, Ooh. that's deep. I said, well, yeah. And, and so here's the thing. Satan, all this kind of goes back to before the garden. Satan wanted Ooh. to be, Satan wanted to be on the throne of God. So God kicks him out of heaven. But now he still has access and the reason why he still has access is because you look in Job, mm-hmm. there he shows up in the presence of the Lord. And he says, what do you, Satan, what do you do? He goes, I'm just walking around seeing what's going on, you know. Which is why Jesus sits as, as the advocate, as the, the, uh, the go-between between us and God. Yes. Because when, when Satan goes to God, the Father, yes. and makes an accusation, what does God the Father do? He turns to Jesus' Son. Yes. Jesus said, that's one of mine. Yes, exactly. But if without the creation of mankind just destroying Satan... And putting it would not show Satan, not show the kingdom, not show everything. That's right. That he is Lord of Lord and King of Kings. That's right. And uh, and and I, I've I've been flatly told. I have been flatly told within this last week that this 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 second coming where the church rises up to meet him in the air and we're out of here is it's it's false. It's phony. It's fake. It's well, phony. I've been flatly told that to my face. I I, I want you to know. I, I want you to know, and I believe this with all my heart. That I believe that uh, in pre-tribulation rapture. Yes, but I also I also understand on a Christian standpoint of it being a post-tribulation rapture. I I, I, compl- I and, know what and, you're talking and, about on that too. And if you do a book a study of the Old Testament. And you see when the Israelites were leaving Egypt. See, here's, you ready for this? In Genesis, Joseph ends up in Egypt. 
And Jacob is praying to Joe, to God saying, hey, look, and sacrificing. God says, Jacob, you need to go to Egypt because there I will establish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You ready for the, I will establish the kingdom with you. I will establish mm-hmm. your people and, and make you a great nation. Yep, out of Egypt. Out of Egypt. Being in Egypt in slavery and bondage. In bondage. Okay. To me, this is a model or a parallel of the world. Mm-hmm. This whole thing. Absolutely. And the reason why is because you take and you go, okay, I'll send someone to get you free. To get you free. And Moses is the leader that leads them out. Which which goes right in into this bride yeah. of Christ. When you look at the Jewish marriage ceremony, mm-hmm. that's exactly the same thing that's been done with but, the bride of Christ. But wait a minute. See, before they left Egypt, there was plagues. Yep. Yep. All right. There's a parallel here now. There's a parallel. There's a parallel. And then they leave Egypt and it takes them some time to get to their destination because they were not ready. That's right. So here's my thing. If you fast forward to Revelation, God's creating His kingdom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a world of that you're... Pretty much have to be, a, and I, I say slave to, but you, but you, you, you're, you're in, and you're having to work. We're having to work, and we're having to deal with things. We're having it's, it's a struggle, and to be godly is hard work. And just like it was in Egypt those many years we're, ago, we're still. And in God Egypt. sent Jesus to die on the cross to be raised from the dead, mm-hmm. and what He went through to lead us out of that. But there's there's going to be the there's there's the the plagues mm-hmm. that are going to happen. Mm-hmm. So and the and the tra- and the the struggles, the battles that we're having to be fought, mm-hmm. and those are the things that's going. And so I can see how they, they, they go. Okay, I I pray that it's a pre tribulation rapture because I don't I don't to live through all this, but I can see on a Christian standpoint and a Jewish standpoint to go, well, the parallel from going from leaving Egypt, I'm establishing, God says, I'm establishing mm-hmm. this great mm-hmm. nation and he's mm-hmm. establishing that nation and mm-hmm. to show, mm-hmm. to show Satan how bad he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And where, where did he initially establish that? He established it with Abraham. Yes. He made a covenant with Abraham. Yes. And where was Abraham at? The land of Ur. He was in Syria. And which is a, a pagan nation. It's a pagan. They worship idol, all kinds of idols. Yes. And so now you got... And so, what did he do? He called him out. Yes. So I see that God's going to call his church out. I, I'm a firm believer God's going to call his church out. There is no doubt in my mind that he's gonna call his church out. Oh, we'll get into this next. Man, we are so out of time. But we're gonna get into the church the, and the calling the, out next week. The question is, when? When is yes. he gonna call yes. them out? Yes, yes, yes. But there's no doubt. Like I go, okay, I pre trib rapture. However, I can. I'm, I'm prepared for a post tribulation rapture. Yeah. Mentally. Yeah. 
But I know there's going to be a calling out. A calling out. Before the kingdom is established. Before the kingdom is established. There's Absolutely. going to be calling out of the believers. Now, yes. When we get into this next week, when you look back at the Jewish marriage ceremony and the way it was set up, Yes. we're going to get into this. All right. Sounds All good, right. John. Close us in prayer. Father, thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for this open forum. Thank you for the fact that... that you put these ideas and you put all of this stuff in before us and God, you give it to us. Deuteronomy 29, 29 is a promise you made to your people that said you kept things to yourself that you didn't want us to know, but the things you gave to us, you gave to us to understand. And it's in your word. We just got to take time to understand it. And not listen to some other Yahoo, but listen to you, the spirit of God that lives within us and, and, and show us how to decipher this stuff. Father, go with us through the rest of the week. Keep our hearts and our minds focused on you. And let us not see the things of the world for the things of you in our lives. These things I pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.